coming up in the next episode. The poor man or the poor child or whoever is being represented by these people as they claim yeah. should have an input on this. Otherwise, my take is these people should be arrested for fraud. <laughs> <laughs>
let's see, maybe in 2023 or so. Okay. Yeah. Do you agree with them, Sipoti? Uh, uh, Do you drink? No, I don't. Okay. Never have, probably never will. Okay. But here's the thing. As you said... Are you therefore then just not really qualifying to make the statement? <laughs> I would say all of us are actually not qualified to make a statement as to what the government did. But we are looking at it in the context of the health issues that are affecting the, the country right now. Right. And the current problem or the prevailing problem, as we know it, is the coronavirus. Yeah. So I would rather concur with him for now and say, I agree about the measures to temporarily suspect. But on the other hand, if you're looking at the economics, you know me and money are good friends. Yes. If you're looking at the economics of things, yeah. booze is a huge contributor towards our GDP. Okay. It's a huge contributor towards jobs, right. truck drivers and whatnot and whatnot. But it's a game of numbers. Right. What would you rather have, an ailing economy or an ailing society? you you got to balance those two. Which would you rather have, an ailing economy or an ailing? But I heard there are some succeeding theories that they're actually thinking of opening back the booths but with a few tweaks here and there on the conditions when the booths can be sold, how many bottles a person can buy. Yeah times as usual, when can it be sold, and okay. all of that. Yeah. And also increasing the age limit okay. to 21, all of that. But like he said, look, once booze is in the hands, it's difficult to control a human being. Yeah. It's always difficult. So I do suppose somewhere there should be a line where we need to draw as to say, do we totally get it out, yeah. or do we find ways of controlling its use? Right. Um, Bruce, uh, what is your contribution to the to the topic? Um, okay, let me contribute. Uh, firstly, as someone who doesn't take alcohol, I never did, never will. Okay. Uh, this much I do know. Uh, but um, let's look at uh, the the effects of uh, <coughs> withdrawing alcohol from um, a human being. You know, I've uh, I've been uh, reading into <coughs> sorry, I've been reading into quite some uh, quite interesting stuff. You know, research. Eighty uh, percent uh, is research. Then uh, we also go for uh, humor here and here okay. and there as well. You know, uh, let me start with the humorous part. Yeah. If uh, only Ramaphosa knew that. Um, Brothers are now locked in uh, without alcohol. Their conjugal performance definitely has been affected. Okay. Well, I, I've heard friends saying uh, they perform better after plugging. Uh, that's a common term which they use. Right. They say they perform better after plugging and now they no longer have access to alcohol. So, so their performances, conjugal <laughs> sessions have been uh, shorted. Yes. Okay. So, so that's the humor part. That's the humor part. What's the research part of it? The research part of it uh, is still inconclusive. Uh, some experiments which they are running uh, on conditioning the the human brain, right? <clears throat> as to how can uh, alcohol uh, improve memory? Yeah. And how does it inhibit uh, the cognitive part uh, of the brain as well? Okay. Uh, but for, for now... In summary? 
Well, in summary, uh, give the guys alcohol uh, because uh, they still need to prove that they are men enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Virmai, do you drink? And if you if you do or if you don't, what do you think of the government's decision to ban alcohol? Well, uh, I don't drink, but uh, I don't agree with the flip, flopping of uh, the way this government are dealing with this coronavirus. Okay. In terms of restrictions, because um, if they had banned alcohol, yeah. In the first, maybe, when they announced the level five, I don't think there was any scientific reason for them to open it again and only to panic and announce that alcohol is banned again. I don't think that is good for those guys who, um, who like alcohol, yeah. or who, who maybe um, have their social life through uh, maybe consuming alcohol. And... Um, I also want to maybe come in and say um, there may be ways in which we can limit maybe the consumption of alcohol, maybe by buying less or maybe by enforcing drinking at home or maybe any other uh, means that are uh, 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 um, uh, maybe reasonable to, to everyone. Yeah. Because now we can see, I think if we look at level one as well, you see that uh, uh, during level five, mm -hmm. there was a lot of um, uh, what uh, domestic uh, what is violence. This? Yeah. violence. Wow. Right? violence? Because you are you are locking a man who is used to a certain way of life uh, in 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 a fence. You have you have locked him. He's not going to get alcohol anymore. He's not going to enjoy his social life. He's frustrated. He's going to take out his, uh, his performance. Is <laughs> This man now is going to take out his anger at the people who are around him. Yes. And who are the people around him? The wife, the kids, the, the, the neighbors, you mm. see. So I think the government is failing in flip-flopping. Yeah. I understand that this thing came as a surprise. No one knew how to handle it. Yeah. But this flip-flopping, if we look also at the taxes... They said 70%, 100%, 70%, 100%. For what? If you look at schools, schools open, schools close, schools open, schools close. And there are different <coughs> people who come and claim to be representing the poor. They say, because of the poor, we must open schools. Another guy comes and says, because of the poor, we must close schools. <laughs> Another guy comes and says, because of the poor, we must do this. From the same government. Does okay. this poor man exist? <laughs> And it's actually very cogent point that every one of you has raised. I mean, from the fact that when alcohol is sold before Corona, let's talk before Corona and during Corona, you mentioned that for an hour, the number of people who came through to the emergency yes. or casualty area was alcohol-related problems. Yes. And now the government are uh, caving into the pressure uh, on level three restrictions decided to allow people to buy alcohol again. Mm -hmm. 
and in retrospect they looked at it and said this is a problem again because now all of a sudden we've opened the economy we've let people buy alcohol and now the number of casualties as well as the number of people who come through uh, the, the the hospital gates is because of alcohol again do we have a handle on the african problem of alcohol consumption or is it something that is more widespread than just africans because in my opinion right and and i speak for no one else in my opinion when i was home uh, recently uh, when they relaxed the laws um i was very surprised the whole township i mean the and the alcohol was still being sold but it was a weekend the whole town was just very quiet it was very orderly people looked decent and i mean having grown in that place mm-hmm. i was shocked to see my hometown like that mm-hmm. where there is law there is noise pollution was almost non-existent mm-hmm. And I do not know on the stats <clears throat> from crime and related yeah, yeah. things from alcohol-induced things. Mm. But I am thinking those cases might have gone down. Mm. So in my opinion, alcohol definitely has a correlation with the problems that exist in African communities. Do you, do you see it the same way or do you, do you, do you differ? No, it does. I, I agree, Tep. It actually does. But, um, yeah, I think I'm just also stunned by what you are saying, that it was, it was sort of different, because those are the stories that I wish and hope that can be... I don't know how can it be done that the whole country can know that this, these things are possible. Mm-hmm. Because most of us, we, we talk from a point of which hey, I know from where I'm coming from, mm. alcohol is a problem, yeah. you see? And I, 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 have no, I have never seen where, be, even though alcohol is sold and there's order in it, <laughs> I know. So I, I might be coming here and commenting on something that I don't know, where people in the ground or people in the township are actually listening to the rules and say, look, guys, will die because of this corona, so watch out, mm. you see? So I think on that point, I'm, I'm, I'm very... Uh, uh, pleasantly surprised about it mm. that it, it, it's something that is happening and I hope that our generation and generations to come is that we, we, we sort of tackle this alcohol issue within the African context because mm. <clears throat> for, from where I grew up I, I know exactly alcohol what it does and the weekend Friday yeah, until Sunday yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, and I don't think it's only one Kasi that is affected. A, it's a, a lot of Kasi are in the same sort of uh, situation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, coming back to the point that you made, Moneymaker, earlier on, that there is the societal balance that we need and the economic balance. Uh, the, the liquor industry is quite lucrative, as you mentioned. I mean, uh-huh. you go to, uh, and, and I drink, by the way, uh-huh. so you go to a restaurant and you have a meal. And you, you buy a site uh, alcohol, it, it, when you buy it from a restaurant, it's almost a triple the value yeah. that you would wow. when you buy it from... Just a bottle. Yeah, or from a liquor store. Yeah. Um, 
So it's it's definitely a revenue generator, not just for the brewery, but also for the people who resell it. Yeah. So how do we how do we balance this needs of uh, the economy versus the societal good? Okay. Yeah, I think you, you also mentioned. Uh, maybe let me start where you spoke about this being an African problem. Yeah. More of an African problem than any other country. Yeah. If you're looking at the statistics. I don't. I haven't heard of any other country that has banned the sale of alcohol. I may be mistaken, mm. but I only know South Africa. Okay. Now I do believe in Africa. Yeah. Alcohol is a, the, the biggest country that has a problem with alcohol. It could be South Africa only. Okay. And then it might be going down further with the other countries. Yeah. Why is that? Whenever a society begins to get uh, better financially. Mm. Two things change. They are spending habits. Yes. And uh, usually, what do they usually buy? Booze and meat. That's a topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Booze and meat are the highest indicators that a society is improving in terms of their financial well-being. Okay. Now, South Africa is a country that is most developed, or rather probably second or third developed in Africa. Okay. It's got the second or third GDP in Africa. Yeah. Now, we have gotten to this point where we idolize booze. It is a social status. It is an indication that everything is well with you. Hmm. Uh, if you don't have booze, you're not well off. Right. In the townships. In the, it's a social need that we have. On the other hand, we are talking about the ills of it. Yeah. Now we are saying, we are trying to say to the people, you can still have booze. They've mentioned issues concerning manhood, uh, domestic abuse, violence, yeah. domestic violence. There's a whole lot of contributing factors to that. Yeah. Alcohol can be pro domestic abuse, it can also counter domestic abuse. Right. You know, for instance, a lot of people beat their wives when they're drunk. Right. Others don't beat their wives when they're drunk. They fall asleep. They fall asleep. You know, or they become lovers. They see, <laughs> they see things clearly. So they say, also and all these things. Hence, I keep saying it's a numbers game. Yeah. And I agree with Vrimai when he says the problem with the government is this flip flopping, flip flopping, flip flopping. Mm. At some point, one needs to grow balls and do some number crunching, mm. and then take a stand. Be it a stand that is uh, popular. Because you will never please people. Mm. It, that one is guaranteed. Mm. You need to take a stand and say, well, we're going to sell booze a million liters per quarter. If that be the case, mm. you restrict the refineries. Mm. You will only produce a million liters and that's it. Mm. Then the selling of it as well in the stores, you say one case per person. If that could be managed, I do suppose we could find a, a balance in all of these things. But the unfortunate thing is that, like I'm saying, Oftentimes, what's being said and what could happen on the ground mm. could be two separate things. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, compliance is a problem, isn't it? Because it always has been. Right now, booze is only sold to under 18. But yes. if you go to townships, yes. you see young people also, under, underneath that age, yes. drunk, yes. out of their mind. Yes. And they use it almost as a tool to cope. socialize, to cope, to look cool. And all, all these other things. And mm -hmm. then you find uh, adults who, some of them, are using it almost to numb their own pain from, 
from failed dreams, uh, frustrated dreams, mm -hmm. uh, uh, frustrated marriages, frustrated uh, lifestyles, and all this other thing. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, and, and I like what you're saying to say, can we restrict? Yes. But then if we restrict, can we enforce? Yes. That, that becomes a very important topic, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Bruce, I know you think people have right now, uh, people cannot perform their duties very well. <laughs> Are you saying that is where now the government needs to start intervening to say, guys, we know, because I mean, when, when the government uh, uh, in the three levels that we've, we've, we've gone through, yes. they've still not unbent the sale of cigarettes, still bent. Yes. And people have been crying then. They're still crying now. The, the booze uh, association has taken the government to court mm -hmm. and it's an ongoing thing should should we expect that people are going to challenge the government on this matter based on the fact that husbands wives and other people are experiencing poor performance in the bedrooms and maybe obviously in the boardrooms um, thanks, Sir Paul. Actually, it is, it is an admissible uh, submission, okay. uh, even in a court of law. It will, it will test past mass. It Yes, it holds water, definitely. Right. Uh, the only challenge, I think the biggest, um, the biggest challenge is to understand how can, we, how can we deal with a reactive approach mm. and how can we craft proactive approaches as well to situations. Right. Now, the, the, what we are sitting with uh, at the moment is um, the government is reacting to a situation. Right. And we are trying to counteract the reaction of the government to a particular situation. I mean, for every action, there must be a reaction. There, there, there must be a reaction, yeah. yes. But now, how do we react to the government's reaction? Okay. Because uh, we can end up being antagonistic. Yes. We need to understand what is the effect, uh, or rather, why ban alcohol when our sanitizers are made up of alcohol, 60-70% alcohol. Mm. It's not the alcohol that is a problem. Hmm. The logic behind it is to save hospital beds. Right. So... If we can find uh, ways of dealing with social matters, we can let people drink their alcohol without any issues. Mm -hmm. Hospitals can still have sufficient beds for whoever might need a hospital bed. Yeah. Right. So what are you saying? Are you saying the government got it wrong? The government definitely, they always get it wrong. I mean, okay. governments always, they, they always get it wrong. If you were, you know, one of the contributors to the National Corona Command Council. Yes. What would you have advised that council when they de deliberated on this matter? Um, this was going to be a very simple one. Yeah. We have that uh, convention center in uh, Santin. Mm -hmm. We have um, that one in Midrand. We have uh, white elephants that we now have after the 2010 World Cup. Yeah. Why not convert those facilities into hospital beds? Into hospital beds. And it's, it's a very good question because the government said when they went into hard lockdown, they were preparing 
for the research for a surgeons of this thing of yes. cases. Yes. And right now we at they saying this is the peak mm. of it that we're going to uh, actually get where we were seeing up to 10,000 cases a day mm. up until uh, mid-September or mm. thereabouts. Mm. Right now they're saying we will not be able to cope because of the unintended consequences of having lifted alcohol. Mm. Are you saying we were duped when they said they were actually preparing for the people? Remember, these, were, these are politicians. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> 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 well, uh, politics is, 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 is an art of uh, determining who gets what, when, and how. Okay. Uh, they always, in most cases, they don't, uh, they don't tell us the truth. The, the, the problem that we're having is there is no empirical uh, evidence to support whatever they are implementing. Yeah. We cannot talk of... Uh, Dr. Nkosazana Zuma, sorry to yes. cut you, says the ban on alcohol was based on two... Uh, empirical studies done in China. In China, yes, that's that. That's where the point is, okay. because uh, we are talking of different genotypes here. Okay. The resilience of an African is different from the resilience of a Chinese. So it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, alcohol has anything to do with the spread of a virus. If if the decision was based on what was happening in China, mm -hmm. we need to look into the lifestyles of Chinese. What are they eating? In any case, that's where this, uh, this whole thing uh, came from. I mean, you are not a big eater, uh, Verumaya. <laughs> <laughs> but you are worried about uh, coronavirus. Yes. Uh, you are wearing a mask in the studio, the which, is, which, is, <laughs> which is very good. So, I mean, adding on to what uh, Bruce was saying, do, do you think or, uh, what he's saying is cogent and should it be how we actually, how we actually proceed going forward? Because you are, I know you are very critical of the, the government's handling of the matter. Actually, uh, Maybe let me just say this. Um, we have got a government which doesn't trust the citizens. Mm -hmm. That is number one problem. That is the reason as to why you see you are saying they are basing their, their maybe decisions on studies that are done in other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, we, 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 we are trying to look at evidence from non-African countries. That is the reason as to why you see as an African country, we are making decisions which are foreign to Africa. For example, we are banning alcohol, number one, mm. of which one of us have just pointed that this has not happened in any other country. Number two, we are opening schools when the coronavirus is at its peak, which has not happened in any other country. So uh, that is the reason as to why also previously I said, does the poor man exist? Or what is happening here is we have got a representative, we have lost conduct with the source of the problem. The poor man or the poor child or whoever is being represented by these people as they claim yeah. should have an input on this. Otherwise, my take is these people should be arrested for fraud. <laughs> <laughs>
It's warming up. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't drink, but this one. <laughs> let, let, me just, let me just explain that. What is fraud? Is when you claim to represent something which is not there falsely. So if you come to me and say, um, I like to give example of schools because yeah. I'm an educator and uh, my children are going to school. Mm. But look at, you have got two or three people claiming to represent the poor men, giving a different message about the same problem. The poor men said we must close schools because this is not fair to the poor men, right? Mm -hmm. The other one comes and says, we must open schools because of the poor child. Mm -hmm. The other one comes and says, we must open schools, this is human rights now, because we are infringing on the human right of a poor child. Mm -hmm. What does the poor man say? Is he involved in this? Because <laughs> the source of the problem is the same, right? Mm -hmm. I think we should be having representatives who are saying the same thing or the same message because they are claiming to have this message from the same source, which is the poor man. So these people should be arrested for fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's take a, a short little break and go see if there's a poor man out <laughs> Welcome back from the break. We're still on the Friday Fun and Frank. Friday Fun and Frank. Still with the crazies. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are actually Christians. <laughs> you would never tell. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> I mean, guys, this is as much as we are laughing about it, but Corona is a very serious thing. Yeah. And there's been all sorts of, you know, uh, conspiracies about where it comes from, uh, who's, why did they do it, is it Bill Gates, why France wants to come to Africa to do testing, mm. yada, yada, yada. Mm. <laughs> what is your take on this thing? Are they true and should we really be entertaining it somewhat? Um, well, for me, I'm just worried by the fact that... Uh, this vaccine is developed and tested in South Africa. Okay. For me, that's, that's the question that I'm asking myself. Why South Africa? Mm -hmm. Why not somewhere else? They're testing because, everywhere else. Are they developing the vaccine? Because remember, the, I, I think I saw a video of Bill Gates saying that, no, we'll create... He was talking to Trevor Noah, yes, that yes. we're going to create a vaccine plant, they're going to test it, trade... Why in South Africa? Why don't you do it in the US, Chief? Mm -hmm. Since you're from the US, that's my worry. I'm not saying... I'm not saying I'm, I'm believing the conspiracy and all that. It's just I'm asking a question to myself. As a government, yeah. right, mm -hmm. you, someone comes because he has money and says, we want to do tests in your country. Yes. Do you sit back and, and look and say, why would this person choose here? Why don't he do it in his own backyard? Yeah. Or do they just allow and say, oh, since it's Bill Gates, we trust him. Let's do That's what I, I'm not saying he's... he's there's anything sinister about what Bill Gates is doing. Maybe yeah. he's trying to help. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have questions if I was in the government. I'll say, let me first think about it first. And I hope the government did sit around and say, yes. who, 
what are you thinking about this yeah. and not just open up and say let's do it yeah. i mean <clears throat> your friend Kanye west says <laughs> <"Where's> my friend <laughs> Now you deny me. Before the cock crows, three times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? He says he's anti-vaxxers because he says vaccines are marks of the beast. Okay. Are you are you part of that to say vaccines are actually something that people are using to? condition program and do all these sorts of things to people or for well, you are you just I, having a problem with the fact that the vaccine development and testing is happening in south africa and africa yes that's that's one part okay. that i have a problem with talking about vaccines i've been following in, in different uh, uh, channels or podcasts or anything where uh, one of the trends that I usually follow is that the guy wanted to have someone who's pro-vaccine and someone who's not yeah. to come and debate about this because some of the things that uh, is claimed with the vaccine is actually not true. And what I've been following, people who are pro-vaccine are not coming to say, come and debate what they're saying is correct, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm, I haven't taken vaccine or my kids haven't taken vaccine. We all did, but I just, I always want to know what's the truth behind whatever is happening, yeah. okay? So I'm not a doctor to know. So exactly. having listened to both sides, what is I've your... never heard the other side. Okay. I've always heard someone who's saying that... Who's pro-vaccine. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. who's anti-vaccine. Okay. I've even heard someone who says, let's prove it. I can tell you why this and this. Yeah. Because there are some studies where this guy who's, who's a doctor, yeah. he says he doesn't understand why someone would be shot in, with, with the... Um, what does he call it? An anti-vaccine. Yeah, anti-vaccine stuff mm-hmm. for someone who's uh, f- few months yes. because your immune system hasn't been developed then. Yeah. And I even had someone who also, who's a daughter who come and say, no, this is true. Yeah. Or this is not true. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I'm only hearing one side yeah. and I don't know what is the truth. Yeah, I mean, point. I also have that mark. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, where when I was young uh, in school, the government said... Let everyone get these vaccines yes. against polio, against all sorts yes, of yes, things. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that thing was a way for some people to, you know, control our immune system and no, what I'm we not, are successful I'm not, to? I'm not saying that. Because right. I, I don't, I've, that's I've said, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But yeah. I'm not saying, I haven't had... What some... is your opinion? I'm not, I know you're not a doctor. <laughs> yes, I... Okay. You're not a doctor. What is your opinion? My, my opinion, if I look at it, it seems... Uh, suspicious the fact that the guys who are pro-vaccine are not coming out and telling their side of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, that's suspicious for me. Mm-hmm. One of the things that the guys who are anti-vaccine uh, are saying, ever since the vaccine has come in, there's more uh, people who has um, uh, what is this called? What is it? Oh, albinism. Just autism. 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 autism, yes, yes. Okay. That <clears throat> increased because of the vaccine. Mm. I haven't heard someone who comes in and says, that's not true. Mm. So you see, now I'm going to be biased and say, hey, this thing is suspicious, this thing. Mm. Although I've taken my vaccine when I'm young, yeah. as you are saying, all of us has it. Yeah. And if you look at even the, the system that you are living in, like, you can't go to school without the, 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 all your vaccines. Yes, yes. You can't go like yes, on yeah. a card, all mm. these things are controlled. That makes you question here. I wonder if it's, this is not the case that it's well, a mark of the beast. No, no, no. Oh. 
The mark of the beast is something else, guys. Mark of the beast is something else. You want us to go to the book now? No, like, no. <laughs> no. Mark of the beast is something else. Okay. I, I'm not speaking about the. You're talking vaccine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's that's yes. interesting because right now I I just read a letter, the open letter that um, uh, uh, President Ramaphosa and some. Uh, governments in the east as well as in the west have have written to say let's make sure that all of us benefit from vaccine development so it means these guys are saying vaccine is our best response to this problem Mm -hmm. and once one of you because they talk about the fact that it's over 200 clinical trials that are ongoing right now Mm -hmm. on the development of a potent vaccine that can stop the coronavirus. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They say if one of them gets the breakthrough, the rest of the world must benefit. Mm. Tested on which species? Where, where, where are they tested and developed? I don't know. Here's what I'm going to okay. tell you. Yeah. If I can chime in. Yes. All of you are not smelling this. Kanching, kanching. Right. Vaccines have been known in the medical fraternity to be the biggest money printing. It's, it's, it's a money-printing machine. Vaccines. Why do you think there is a rat race to come up with the vaccine? Whoever comes up with the vaccine cashes in. Whoever has... Look, forget the testing. Whoever is going to be the guinea pig, poor guy. Mm. Of course, yeah. there's going to be some casualties. So but you know, <laughs> The poor guy does exist. Okay. Somewhere. We, we are as a guinea pig. As a guinea pig. Right. We will determine where. What Bill Gates was saying, he said we will give... He's been coming up front all this time saying, let's give it to the minorities. Let's give the, 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 this vaccine to the minorities. Why is he saying let's give it to the minorities? And why would the minorities buy into this premise? The minorities don't have money. The poor guy, uh, that we say don't exist. Somewhere, somewhere he exists. Yeah. And this poor guy doesn't have money to buy the vaccine when it comes to market. Yes. So what, how about we give it to him for free as a trial? Right? So that's the trade-off. That is a big business model. And it works. Because if you are currently suffering and someone says, I've got something that can help you, but for free. Hmm. Not necessarily realizing that you are just a test subject. You are a guinea pig. You are a guinea pig. Now, these big guys, your CR17s and the rest of the world, when they are actually saying, let's the rest of us benefit, they are basically saying, give us a piece of the pie. Believe you me, follow the money. You will see where this thing is going. It's all about the money. It's been there, man. All these things are there for you to read. Yes. We can talk of your population control, what they did in India back in the 70s, 1700s, whatever, yeah. and in China, them trying to uh, kill control. the ovaries and mm. kill whatever for population. But it was also for money. They were saying for you, India, to get any subsidies from the United States, you need to control your population because we can't be funding 2 billion people. We can only fund so much. Yeah. China do the same. If you want any help from us, you need to have fewer people. But, but of course, it's got a whole lot of economic... Uh, Obfuscations. You know, it's got a whole lot of them. Mm. But they will come to you and then offer you one thing while it's the other hand is behind their backs. But all I'm saying is with these vaccines, whether they treat the corona or they don't, it doesn't really matter. 
it's a money making thing. I mean, and it's quite curious what you're saying because yeah. a lot of people, and I don't know if you guys managed to see one time there was a, a very, very uh, worrying uh, uh, video that circulated. Actually, it was posted first on uh, Zolinzi Mavavi's uh, profile right. where he was showing himself sweating yeah. like a pig mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the virus mm-hmm. he had contracted just there. Mm. And he was saying that he was taking, you know, all sorts of medicinal, uh, traditional medicinal con- concoctions, mm-hmm. which have been helping him. Yes. And true to form, the man has now resurrected. Yes. He's healthy and fit as a fiddle. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking vaccines, which <laughs> would, by all accounts, be biomedical, mm-hmm. mass-produced, mm-hmm. sold to the highest bidder. At a certain price point yeah. by one or a couple of conglomerates. Yes. Are we anti medical progression by saying vaccines are marks of the beast and are profiteers and are people who are actually coming down here to do population controls as you were talking about China and India yeah. and all sorts of things? Look, I wouldn't know about all the conspiracy theories about how this corona came about. But what I may say, as far as having it under control, uh, this might sound, you know, not so popular with the rest of us, but if it's real, I'm not yet sure myself whether it's real or not. <laughs> what is real? The coronavirus itself. Okay. Now, and its deadly effects and whatnot. Yeah. Should it be real, I would believe that a vaccine would be better. Why am I saying that? Because even the people that have had it, or that claim to have had it and recovered, still get it the second time. Mm. You spoke about the Brazilian president. He's gotten it twice now. Bolsonaro. Yes, he's gotten it twice. For some strange reason, he's still kicking. You know, he's still mm. alive and he's still running around telling people this thing is not that bad. But what I'm saying is, should it be real? And for you to have it completely under control, because what's going to happen now is we're going to still have what Vrima was saying, this flip-flopping. Mm. We will open, close. Because it will still be around. Uh, you may survive it now, we open for five days, you go catch it at pick and pay. You survive it, you go to the Mall of Africa, you go catch it again. So it's going to be yo-yoing around and we're going to have it. We might actually have it for the rest of our lives, you know, life as we know it. So but what I'm saying is... So are you should, saying this should, this should be treated like HIV, which becomes a lifestyle disease, treatable on symptoms? I, I think the human body in itself has a way of adapting. But people are dying in their hundreds. Of course, there's going to be some collateral damage at some point. Right. But all I'm saying is, at some point, the bodies are going to get you. For someone who's gotten it twice, surely, unless they develop another acute problem that is not necessarily related to the corona, yeah. and then they succumb to the, you know, just like HIV, it doesn't kill you, but you get other diseases and your immune system is, you know... The opportunistic disease. It's an opportunity, just like the corona itself. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I'm not sure whether the vaccine is such a bad idea, but I'm saying the, the, the motives behind testing it in Africa per se, or testing it on the minorities, for me could be questionable as to why do you want us... But we, we can't even question it, because, but we won't go there because those are... Very sensitive issues. We know why. I mean, you've already opened it. Why? I mean, all of a sudden, yeah. it's sensitive. You, you know, okay. but you know why. <laughs> I mean, Bruce, yes. 
you, you mentioned something about uh, pro, proactive and reactive yes. planning. Um, yes. And, you know, Virmai and, and just now the money maker was talking the fact that um, this yo-yoing uh, is a problem. So are you saying, is there, is there a way that we can actually get a handle of this thing uh, and progress life throughout this thing? Uh, we can make reference to what's happening uh, in the European Union. Okay. Currently they are debating uh, how to disperse and recover 750 billion euros. Look at the footprint of uh, the European uh, Union bloc. Just a few countries. 750 billion euros. The other guys are saying, okay, let's make it a grant. The other guys are saying, no, it has to be a loan. We need to recover this money. Mm-hmm. Come to South Africa. Uh, my fellow South Africans, <laughs> we have um, a um, poverty datum line. You can go and ask uh, Stats SA. They will tell us it's around 1,200 rent. Mm. Anyone earning less than that per month, you are below the poverty data line. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, we are going to give you 350. Yeah, 350 is fine. How we get to such figures mm-hmm. when we have statistics, which we gather, by the way, mm-hmm. we have statistics. We do have our consumer price indexes and so forth. We have statistics that we collect to help us in policy making. Uh-huh. Then uh, at the end of the day, we sit with uh, such a situation. How can we be proactive if our thinking is regressive? We need to zoom into the cause before we can even look at the effects. We can debate about opening or closing schools, but the elephant in the room is how must we educate our children? On the other side, what are we educating our children? Does it mean that by going into a classroom, guaranteed my child will learn? Hmm. So we really need to look at, uh, we need a holistic uh, approach to, to life in general. Yeah. So if, if we can apply uh, such philosophies uh, in other circles of life, why can't we apply it in decision making, especially when it comes to governance? So how can they be proactive? Uh, it's, not, it's not like... Um, what I'm going to say, it's not like I, I, I picked it from Shaudim uh, Tsuneng's diary, but uh, <laughs> we, we need to protect our government. You don't have that thing. That thing, yeah. <laughs> because they, they, they don't have that thing, you know. Okay. Uh, we, we need to protect our government from themselves. Yeah. We need to protect the army. You know, we've been sold a, a lame duck here. We've got it all wrong. We've been made to believe that uh, kids learn when they are in a building. Yeah. We are protected by the army. We are protected by the police services. Whereas in actual fact, we need to protect the army. We need to protect as citizens. We need to protect the police services. We need to protect the government. How? 
That's a very good question. And the answer is very simple. We have been brainwashed. Our construct of reality is far removed from what reality is. So that's why I said, look, in as much as we believe that we, 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 we deserve, we need protection from the powers that be, we are the ones who must protect the next person. We can even talk about uh, these uh, masks that you are now putting on. Mm. Scientifically so, they cannot even prevent the spread of corona. Uh -huh. So why are we wearing them? Why are we wearing them? Uh, Virimai mentioned something about um, decisions. Are they decisions? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, decrees. We are given decrees. By the do government. this, yes. Do this. Who are you to question? If you need to uh, come up with any meaningful change, wait for five years. Uh -huh. As long as it's within that five-year uh, timeline, whatever we say goes. So should they say we are opening schools, we just have to comply. You can even uh, be forced to digress from what you call a norm. You can't even go and bury your relative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have corona. You can even go to a medical doctor, get a medical certificate. In other countries, they are doing that. Mm -hmm. They have opened up their airspace. You board a plane as long as you can, uh, you can present your, your medical certificate. That's what uh, Cameroon did this week. But you cannot drive from here to Bofol. So many provinces, it's a law, it's a decree, a reactive decree. How can we be proactive? You know, I think we need to arm uh, ourselves as Africans first. We are talking this in an African uh, context. We need to arm ourselves so that we can understand uh, that there is biological warfare, there is a cyber warfare, there are so many kinds of warfares around, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and let me say this for the record as well. Should these conspiracy theories be true, whoever created uh, this COVID, uh, well, <laughs> that guy is a genius. <laughs> because, um, I agree. He, he did it well. Yeah. If it is true that uh, it came from a lab, those people know what they are doing. They are only proving to us that we don't know what we are doing. Who's we? Africans. Africans. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can we zoom into politics? Can we? We have to. We don't have a choice because our lives evolve around that. These things affect our lives. Um, we can even make reference to colonialism. I'm not going to talk about borders today. We can uh, make reference to colonialism. These colonial masters, when they came to Africa, which instruments did they use to conquer us? Someone can say they came with guns. We did not have guns. Should the conspiracy theory be true? The same guys are now coming with viruses. 
we are busy buying guns to fight the virus. When they came with the gun in the first place, we were using uh, animal hides to block the bullets, which doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. And what you are doing now also, it also doesn't make sense. That's why I was saying we need to protect the soldiers. Look at the budget. How much is set aside for the defense forces? But how much is set aside for education? We need to arm ourselves and understand that the biggest instrument that we have that we need to protect is in here. The biggest real estate. Yeah. This is the biggest. <laughs> From your uncle. <laughs> He's a dumb genius. <laughs> I mean, Virmai, you, you are anti this. Anti <laughs> Mutsaha. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to localize it, right? <laughs> but this uh, flip-flopping on, on education, I'm open, I'm closed, uh, there's the poor, there's not the poor, and all those things. But is there a better way that you think, I mean, given everything that has been said, that we can now implement to recover, as you said the last time, the academic year? Or should we forget that there is even academics and we must just go back to primitive ways where we teach from our own homes and forget this formal education. I think this goes back to what Bruce has been saying about holistic education. Yeah. I think um, like also uh, the money maker have said that this thing caught us pens down. Yeah. I think this thing is exposing our social ills one is exposing how the government is dealing with the population too. Um, there is no trust. And we, we, we are so focused, we are so one-way focused to an extent that we can't even digress. Mm -hmm. Even you can look at the Department of Education. They, 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 they are at, um, a, I don't know what to say, but they are at crossroads, are at crossroads now. They don't understand what to do because they have been uh, programmed to think one way. Yes. What they understand is the child should go to school for a year, pass and proceed to another age. Yes. When a, a, a calamity comes like this, which requires you to think otherwise, you don't think because we are actually programmed. You look at the countries where you are saying we are maybe trying to, to, to do the same way in which they are doing like first world countries like the UK, they are recording very low cases now, but their schools are closed. Why? Because they have another option. They can think differently, hmm. not just to complete the academic year. What, what's, what, what's in that? Actually, you are facing something that you don't even understand. Uh, Sorry about that. Okay. You don't understand. Some come and say they don't know when it is going to end, so we should just move on with life. <laughs> what, what do you mean? There's no cure. Yeah? There's no cure. So, if you... so what I'm actually saying is this thing has exposed our thinking as Africans. Yeah. It has exposed us as citizens as well. Yeah. Now, uh, like he's saying, 
We are waiting for this decrease. Ban on alcohol, we cry for closed schools, we cry. Do this, we cry. Cigarette, Cigarette we cry. Yeah. Combis or taxes, 60%, we are crying. Because yeah. we don't have any other way of thinking. We depend on these government guys, or we depend on these rich people. By the way, do you know how these um, people become rich? Have you realized that every time you want to be rich, Stand up and talk about the poor person. You can, you will make money. Yeah. <laughs> you just stand up. I'm representing the poor, and then we are going to do this. We are going to build this and that. That yeah. then you are making money. So why I was asking that? Uh, does the poor man exist? If he does exist, why? Where is the voice of the poor man? What is he saying now? Mm. So we need to rethink. We need to reprogram ourselves and think and live with this, with other methods of, of maybe adapting to this and living going forward, like education. Mm. We cannot just say, because we need to go to the classroom, we need my child to pass one plus one, then uh, that's it, then he goes to grade three. Mm. Right. What is in that? If you look at the Department of Higher Education now, they have um, uh, maybe uh, moved the um, academic year of 2020 to 2021. Mm. You see? Mm. So what is the rush with the basic education to finish the academic year? <laughs> Why don't we think of other methods? Why don't we just say, okay, for this year, guys, we don't think we are going to finish, but we are going to do one, two, three. We can't think about that because we are not equipped. We are programmed. We are thinking like the colonizer have taught us we are brainwashed. We need alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to think. We, we need alcohol to think and to perform. Mm. And by, by, the way, by, the way, by the way, let me just say something. If you look at alcohol, like we are saying, other countries are living with alcohol, drinking it, having a bottle of wine. But why, why is it now a problem to Africa? <laughs> it is because the way our social life has been disrupted. We are not thinking anymore. We are, our mind has been taken by someone else. What we think about is everything that is institutionalized, everything that the government says goes. Mm. We are depending on the government grant, 350, they say 350, we queue for it. Go to the Department of Labor, you are going to see a queue, I don't know how many meters of a queue. Mm. Queuing for a 350, what is 350 now? You don't have any other way or any other means to think because we are programmed. Let us think of different ways so that we can accommodate this and move on with our lives. By the way, I'm teaching my children how to feed chickens at home. I've taken them out of the school, right? I'm teaching my kids how to wash dishes, right? This is what they are going to learn for this year. Because yeah. I cannot continue and risk my life just because the government is saying so. I have to think. Let us think, guys. Sure. Quite powerful. Um, your, your hand was up. No, I just wanted to add. Yeah. Just to add on that. Which part? The part where he said we can't think now. Yeah. Instead of us reacting with something that is meaningful, we dig the graves. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> we gave you three <laughs> To bury your own self. You know, I, I, I also had, uh, you know, this is quite a complex thing, and hence I keep repeating the fact that this has exposed all our weaknesses. 
Uh, he's mentioning the, from, the. Is it from a planning or from a general? A general sense. Yes. Our lives are a mess. Why am I saying that? Because if you are looking at the, the, the issue about school, as you are saying it, I'm thinking about it myself. We need to finish the academic year. And I'm thinking, what exactly do we need to finish? <laughs> are we supposed to just, okay, it's 12 months. You need to go to school for 12 months. Mm. That qualifies you for finishing a grade. Yeah. Have you learned enough in that 12-month period to say you now qualify whatever the grade, the grade is? Mm. The second thing being, on the flip side of that as well, we've got kids, uh, because we, we, we are brought up in that system that we have failed to think outside of, mm. which is unfortunate. Now, we've got kids who are supposed to be in grade one next year. If we say cancel the year, what are we saying about those ones waiting to get to grade one next year? What are we, who must go to grade two. Yeah, forget grade twos, they are screwed. Okay. <laughs> if you are saying, what about the grade sevens who are supposed to go to high school next year? Mm. You are also saying, what about the graduates that need to graduate this year? Mm. All of that has got a huge social impact. If you are telling a parent who had told himself by December I'm done paying school fees, you are telling them you still need to pay an extra year, how much booze do you think you will need to sort <laughs> that out? How much booze do you think you will need to sort that social ill out? So this whole thing has got ripple effects. If, if you touch this, it affects the other aspect. Yeah. If you leave this, it affects the other aspect. So, uh, my, my, I think we, 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 we kind of touched on it when we were discussing the questions that how is the society reacting to this? Mm-hmm. This is a worldwide thing. Yeah. Society is not doing anything. Society wants their lives back. It doesn't matter what we are currently going through. We just want our lives back. And we are saying government must give our lives back. <laughs> By stopping the decree. <laughs> because this, is, this has become, we have alienated ourselves, we've separated ourselves from the problem. Mm. We are saying this is a government problem. Mm. The government needs to fix it so that we get back to our normal lives. Right. Forget whatever is happening around the world, we just need our lives. And they spoke about... But I mean, it's government that's now controlling our lives. Look, because... They can tell us how to bury our In your best interest. How to see our parents. Look. How to see our friends. Supposedly, it's in your best... drink. (laughs) What not to drink? (laughs) 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 Look, this is supposedly in your best interest. Yes. Now, but if I'm saying... What I'm trying to say is, if society had to say, away with the government, we're going to stand up ourselves and beat this thing. Government looks into society and thinking, okay, these people are now doing this, which is productive. Government may take a step back and not tell you what to do. Because they are seeing, it's like when you've got kids, he's talking about these kids, he's teaching his kids whatever, he's teaching them farming and whatnot. Mm. If one day he wakes up, his kid has just woken up and he's washing the car, he's tendering to the garden and he's doing all that. Mm. What will he do? Will he stand up and say, no, 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 you know what? Uh, put a few more drops on that one. Mm. He won't. You are appreciating what your child is currently doing. How do you best encourage Mm. a child? Mm. You leave them be and let them do what they do best. So if society stood up, this is a global thing, not just in South Africa. Forgive South Africa for now, for not standing up and doing anything. But should should we stand up and do something for ourselves and then give options to the government? You know, because at times, government are just people. 
It's not like it's a machine that thinks on it. It's people. It's not AI. It's people that <laughs> came from, you know, they came from the education system that we are currently complaining about. Yeah. What we expect from them, from the same education system. <laughs> <That's how. laughs> and, and, and perhaps, you know, it's, it's a good point to actually start going into that kind of level because the education that we have mm-hmm. is still the mass production of education that came with uh, the, the, the second industrial revolution of mass production, the Henry Fords of make one thing and just keep on improving it marginally. Yes. It's not an exponential model. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're talking now about you know, the fourth industrial revolution, artificial intelligence, yeah. uh, you know, smart uh, machines and all this IoT. But we still want kids to be in the classroom to learn the same thing at the same time, uh, to be graded the same way, to memorize and recall the same thing so that we can say you are an A student and you are an F student. Mm-hmm. Your hand was up. Sorry, I, inter- I interrupted you. Yes. Actually, what did you want to say? Actually, I just wanted to, to give a, a, a suggestion, uh, seeing that um, the man maker is raising a, a point that parents are like uh, confused now as to what they can do because they've got children who are to go to grade one, they've got children who have to go to grade eight and so forth. Mm. But he asked a very good question. What is there to finish? That is a question that <laughs> all people should ask themselves. If a child is eight years, let him go to grade two. If a child is nine years, he go to grade three. What is there to finish? That's the question. Right? Um, so you, you go to Europe pass now. One, pass all. Yes, you go to Europe now. Um, let's say, for, 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 for instance, you, you decide to migrate with your children. Mm. They don't ask for, 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 for a, a report from South Africa. <laughs> How old is your child? My child is 10. Okay, your child should be in grade four. <laughs> so, so what is that finish now? That is the big question that everyone should be asking. Next year come, eighth year go to grade three, nine year go to grade four, just like that. There's a syllabus, and every year in the beginning of the year, there's a huge pomp and ceremony where the minister of basic education <laughs> stands in front of the people in South Africa and announce that uh, the, pass the pass rate has gone up or has gone down. Mm-hmm. And there is much debate and op-airs that get written about that. Mm-hmm. So what's there to finish, the question that you also asking, mm-hmm. is the syllabus. You see, that is, we are having this war confusion for nothing. Because actually, if you look at the syllabus, like I'm saying, that is what I said. The problem with us now is we are programmed. Our ministers are programmed. They just think the same way. If she went to school until grade 12 or to university, she is just looking at other children or the generation to come. They should follow the same path. Let them think differently. This is a time of the pandemic. We are all in disarray. We are all in distraught. We don't know what to do. Close the schools. Next year, pass one, pass all. We are gone. Let's take a short break and come back.
Welcome back to the last segment of the Friday Fun and Frank. And, and it's really been fun, guys. Thank you so much for, for making the time uh, to, to meet and, and share your thoughts. Um, but obviously, all good things have to come to an end at some point. But before we do that, um, let me take your, your last reaction. What, was, what is your last reaction and what positive thing can we take forward as a country, Samora? Yes, um, I think, guys, as it's been said by everyone in the room, is that I think as Africans, we must start to think for ourselves, not just follow, not just... Uh, I mean, if these conspiracies are true, that we need, to, we are just guinea pigs. I mean, I don't know. As as a government, are you enforcing like uh, people to follow what you are doing when they don't have confidence in you? That's 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 sometimes that's why you probably see in different cases people are just living their life as if there's no corona mm. because of how. We, 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 our decisions are made. We close today. There are so many things that that don't produce confidence from the citizens uh, looking at government. Yeah, you see. So, so I think credibility is an issue. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, I think let's start to think and yeah. and, 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 and and own and, the thinking. Yeah, and also just also just to add on what the government is doing in terms of closing the alcohol stuff. I mean. As we as we we know that it's, it's it's a difficult decision that they had to do. Yeah. Because now they look as if they don't know what they are doing, but they had to do it. We must take their heads off for them to realizing that they did something that was wrong, and trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're gonna <coughs> complain after the thought, but they're thinking they are doing the right thing. As we have said, nobody has what is prepared for this corona, mm-hmm. so they are trying by all means to do what is right. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's just... Okay. I mean, Bill Gates said a couple of years ago that one of the biggest things that he was worried about was that if there was another a pandemic or epidemic, he didn't think that we were well-coordinated enough to actually st- stymie something like that. Yeah. Are, are you saying there's still a conspiracy uh, there? You know, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but you know, you know what, what, is, what is interesting? For instance, they will say... Even if you watch movies, yeah. usually movies are, are things that, that are going to happen. Yes. So there's those conspirators that say they are preparing you that when the, when the corona hits, you're going to think of that movie, hey, people died then, then you are all scared. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to go into that. But I'm just saying that I, I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. Okay. It's, um, inter- it's interesting that. He's the one who says we are not prepared, and then he's the one who comes back with the solution. Now let's <laughs> 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 uh, money maker. Your uncle has been, you know, on the news again. Um, but let, let's take your last reaction and anything that you think was positive about um, the last week. Okay. Now, firstly, l- let me thank you, Tepo, for the opportunity and the incredible panel of radical thinkers that you have. <laughs> we, we, we've gone quite the lens, you know. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to touch on what you said about the fact that Bill Gates did mention it years ago, yeah. that should there be a pandemic that comes, we wouldn't be ready. Yeah. And true to form, we are not ready. But shouldn't we have taken hints? Whether it's a conspiracy theory or not, he told us yes. we were not ready. He's not saying it today mm. that he would have said it back then. He said it back then. 
So but it's an I told you so moment. It's an I told you so moment. Yeah. But countries could have done something, we wouldn't be relying on Bill Gates for vaccines now. Had we done anything preparing for, you know, for interest's sake, there's a storage somewhere in the cold, I can't remember, Sweden, where they actually store seeds for farming, uh, your non-GMO ones. Mm. They are preparing for a crisis that might hit the world. That should we have that, we have stores of seeds for all the crops that are currently in the world. It is there. It's been there for decades. Hmm. They've been preparing for that. Yeah. You can read on that. But why haven't we been, been preparing for this? It's because we get into a lull. You know, we enjoy our lives. And currently, people are not worried about anything else. But besides their lives and the normal status quo, everyone wants to go back. But coming back to closing, and I want to say, look, there's a Japanese symbol, you know, that yin-yang symbol. Yeah. Where it says wherever there's a crisis, someone looks at it and sees a crisis. Another person looks at it and sees an opportunity. What has been happening here is that no government has been prepared no individual has been prepared, but through it all, there's an opportunity for everyone. I've seen companies that are dealing in, say, for instance, fuel, diversifying and doing masks and your sanitizers, and they're quite doing well. Mm. There's a lady in the UK, it's not necessarily in South Africa, but there's a lady and a, and a guy in the UK, I can't remember what they were doing, but they actually got to make 13 million pounds, I think, over a two-month period. They got a tender for making masks, hmm. your cloth masks. Yeah. Currently, all of the, a lot of South Africans are making cloth masks. Do you also want to talk about uh, Mrs. Virmaze? No, no. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mrs. Virmaze. <laughs> The husband, buy them by the trucks. The, the husband gave me an opportunity to sample the eggs. Yes. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no. <laughs> what we are talking about here is there's an opportunity for imaging in South Africa, young farmers. Yeah. Currently, if you are reading on the news, on your articles, it's not your normal mainstream media. Yeah. But you'll find that there are a lot of young people doing well in farming. Mm. Government has structures for that. Mm. Government supports young farmers. Mm. Instead of us lamenting that we can't go back to what we do best, our IT, our banking, or whatever, there's opportunities for us. And currently, I think I was speaking to the decorator here, he was saying farms are currently cheap in South Africa. Mm. This is the perfect opportunity to get land. And then you do the... We are talking are about... Are they not cheap because... There is a, a expropriation section 25. Whatever that is, but it's still an opportunity. Okay. You see if problems. If you buy it today and they make it free tomorrow, is what? it still cheap? No, no, no. Okay. The fact of the matter is you've got a farm. Oh, okay. Whatever the government decides to do, it doesn't change the fact that you've got a land to produce something. Right. Now, what I'm trying to say in essence is that, look, let, let us commend the government for what it is doing during this COVID thing. Right. They will never be the right decision to make as far as this is concerned. Yeah. Every decision that the government makes will affect everyone one way or the other. Yeah. But for the good things that are currently happening, I think we would rather give them that. Then and also as a people, let's play our role in making our life. I always say this, get your peace of the pie. Mm. Forget about the bigger piece. Who is getting what? Where is the, which is the better making this cake? Mm. Should we look at the hands making the cake? All of that is not Make necessary. You want a piece. At the end of the day, you want a piece. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is also let us be in the habit of supporting black business. Speaking of the eggs as well. Mm. Let us be in the habit of supporting black business. 
this thing of us uh, always wanting uh, imports, trusting the other races, it's going to be our undoing. So in closing, I'm going to say it's a bad thing we are going through, but there's an opportunity for each and every one of us. Excellent. Bruce, your, your final thoughts and what was a good thing that you've seen? Oh, thanks, Seppo. Um, I'll obviously start on uh, inebriating our drinks. <laughs> um, I'm sure you're a closet drinker. <laughs> this man loves the drinkers. Look, um, <laughs> this man is from home. Okay. <laughs> <Either way. laughs> it's a performance manager. <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is how I perform. Um, this is how I perform. Yeah. Uh, from my uh, religious conviction, mm-hmm. uh, I will always make reference to, to the Holy Scriptures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am quoting here, uh, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 6, it reads as follows. Uh, give beer to one who is dying <laughs> and uh, wine to one whose life is bitter. Uh, to those who prefer King James, King James, they believe it's, uh, it's holier and closer to the truth. <laughs> uh, give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto the bitter of soul. Mm. So, if the citizenry is crying for beer, give them. Give them. They are perishing. <laughs> whether, whether, whether you give them beer or you don't give them beer, you, it's a, the, the, there are two avenues to this. It's scriptural. Yes. It's scriptural. Yes. You are killing them with your policies. Let them drink. Let them drink. Their souls are bitter. Let them drink. Mm-hmm. You then say, okay, there is COVID. Do not drink. Still, they are dying. Mm. It's not the problem. Is not the alcohol. Mm. So give them, give them their drink. They are dying. Uh, on the good, on the good score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best score. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, uh, on a on a good score, um, I would like to reveal my other side, which you might uh, not have been aware of. Right. The, the other brothers here, they have always talked of secret service and so forth. Mm. Uh, I would like to acknowledge what is happening behind uh, the scenes mm. in South Africa, especially with our education system. Um, it is, um, you know, there is no better time to live than this. Uh, we are seeing uh, Vice Chancellor uh, Adam Habib. Yes. Uh, Step down. Stepping down, and yeah. we are seeing uh, our brother from Katlehong. I mean, who could have thought? Uh, Professor Zeblon Villagase. Mm. Uh, of all the professors that we have in South Africa, he is the highest in terms of, um, well, he's got uh, the highest number of citations in the world. In South Africa. In South Africa. Mm. He's, he's quite decorated, he's quite celebrated. Or well, maybe he's not celebrated yet. Mm. But I appreciate where the guy is going. And I appreciate that we now have such a guy. I'm, I'm not watering down what Habib has been it's doing bad. over the years, mm. we, mainly as a humanities guy. Mm. But we now have a scientist in the mix. 
So looking at uh, what needs to be added into our education system, something good is happening in South Africa. And if only he, he could have um, matching minds around him, mm -hmm. uh, people who influence crafting of a curriculum, then perhaps maybe we, we might live to, to, see, to see the light, to, to see the day when uh, our kids won't be taught uh, just to recite things, mm -hmm. but they will be educated, you know, a, a light bulb will come, uh, will come on in their minds. We, we, we can debate about which curriculum is the best, which curriculum is the worst. I've experimented with uh, a number of them. Mm. And uh, not that I'm promoting uh, Montessori, but if you can expose yourself to how they deliver education, mm. you find that uh, kids are grouped in a class or before Corona. Kids were grouped in a class with different age groups. Mm. You can have your child at five in the same class with a child who is seven. They start off from the same line. A child at five can even do grade two stuff <clears throat> as long as they progress. Not this whole thing of saying uh, you start grade one when you are seven. Yeah. What if my child is smarter than the rest? Yeah. What if my child finishes the year <laughs> in the first term? In the first term. <laughs> true, true. You see? So we, we, we really need to uh, zoom uh, into such things and interrogate if what we are currently doing is really working. Yeah. So it from is from an education front. From an uh, education I mean, front. And, and, and I'm sorry to cut you. Yes. There, there was a couple of years ago at the height of the fees must fall. Yes. Uh, when Habib was still the, the vice, vice chancellor and rector. Mm. Where people were talking about the decolonization of education. Yes. But in the latter years, that kind of talk has slowly just moved to the back. What, what has been happening there and, and what, in your view, uh, given Professor Zeblon Villagas' ascendancy to yes. the new position, what needs to be done to decolonize our education and to make it one that is not focused on an academic year, but on the ability of someone to really master and reproduce uh, and apply because I mm -hmm. think right mm -hmm. now it's mm -hmm. more application. Uh, yeah, application that is missing in the education yeah. thing. It's more uh, reproducing what you've been taught. Yeah. But how do yeah. we now start, you know, coming up with a model that talks to application of concepts and principles? Let's fix uh, basic education. I what does it look like? Everyone talks about the fact that our basic education is broken. It's in shambles, yes. And our tertiary education does not produce. The, the, the workers who can be absorbed who can yeah. be absorbed by, by the by, current setting yes so th that's why I'm saying uh, I would like to appreciate what is happening behind the scenes okay. it's, it's not like someone has achieved yet but at least we I have hope that whatever has been happening we we have a chance of seeing something different okay. you know we, we can't always be 
doing the same thing and expecting uh, different a different people. outcome. Yeah. So now that we we have a different um, we have a different uh, guy at the at the helm of uh, yeah. an institution such as Vets. An important institution. That is very important, yeah. especially in uh, in South Africa. It's Vets, it's Stellenbosch. Yeah. Well, I don't know much about UNISA. It's UP is trying, yeah. but these two stand out, mm. in my opinion. Stellenbosch, uh, no, no, no. In that order, Vets and Stellenbosch. Mm. So if we have a guy like um, Professor, Professor Villagazi, yeah. and we have issues with power generation. We have someone who understands nuclear energy. We have someone who understands how we can design a nuclear reactor, safely so. Then we, we, we won't even need the, the, these power ships which the Russians uh, intend to bring and park by the harbor there and uh, connect to the grid and mm. bleed uh, money from the South African economy. Because we have the resources here, but are we thinking? We have everything that we need as Africa. We have everything that we need as South Africa. But we well, just... In, in terms of uh, mineral under the soil or even at an intellectual uh, capacity? Uh, his when uncle, we say we have everything. His uncle is a farmer of thought. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> believe more in mining. We, have, we are so rich in terms of mineral resources under the ground. Yeah. But there is one mineral that we are not digging, which is our mental faculty. Mm. If we can work on this, we would stop uh, exporting minerals without um, beneficiation. beneficiation. Yeah. We will start looking for solutions from what we already have locally. So it's, it really is uh, an interesting phase and uh, honestly it gives me hope that uh, if we can support uh, People like uh, Professor Villagas, I always refer to him because uh, this is news. Mm. This is what's happening now, and it has a, a, a huge bearing on what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, you know. So, and what I also appreciate appreciate about him is uh, he is open about uh, having inventors in South Africa. He is quite open about that. Mm. He says it plainly. It's not about uh, those who have PhDs. Some may not have had the opportunity to go to an institution, but they can identify an opportunity. Mm. And he has opened his arms for such. So to me, that is job creation in the making. Yeah. But you never touched on the decolonization of the education framework. The decolonization of the educational framework. Let's look at who are we as Africans? Yeah. What do we need to address? If we say someone needs to be educated, we need to see where they are and see where they might go. Then try and bridge that divide. Yeah. So far, uh, it's, it remains a political gimmick yeah. that uh, we need to decolonize. Okay. There are so many things that we need to do. But in many cases, there is nothing that ends up being done at the end of the day. So you're saying 
in the the first line of decolonization is the mental mining. Yes, decolonization. Let's identify what can we work with, and what do we need to remove? There? What do we need to remove? If we can learn, we can unlearn. Right. There are so many things that and relearn as well. Yeah. There are so many things that we have learned. Take a a group of kids, five six years old, from any part of the world, mm. put them in a room, they will function together. They will get things done. Take a brown, black, white, yellow person, put them in a room. Give them an assignment. Give them an assignment. They start criticizing each other. One claims supremacy, the other one is comfortable uh, in inferiority. There are so many things that we need to unlearn mm. as human beings. Yeah. So let's first work with the gray matter. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Virmai, um, you have the last word. They say typically in African culture, <laughs> the last man to eat is a king. <laughs> what is your last kingly words of wisdom if not taking Enji Mutsaka's job? <laughs> um, uh, thank you, Tsepo. Thank you, guys. Um, I think... Um, this have um, made us to learn as human beings or as Africans to say, I think what we need to do after this or during this period going forward in future, we need to relook at almost everything. Uh, our thinking, we need to be independent. Yeah. Behavior will change. We need to change our behavior as Africans. Right now we're talking about alcohol and how people are crying for it. Mm. So I think we need to change our behavior towards that, how we live our social life. Now so we must leave the Bible because it says, give them a little wine. <laughs> <laughs> so you are saying that behavior from the Bible must go. If they are dying. <laughs> <laughs> you are already miserable. <laughs> you are dying. Let's heal people. Give us a more. Yeah, if they are perishing, give them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think going forward, um, I, I would like also to applaud the, the whoever in, is in the front line of, of, of this uh, pandemic, mm. uh, from the ministers, the government, the president himself. Yeah. I think um, we may criticize one or two things and uh, think differently, but uh, this thing caught people in a situation where we don't understand where it is coming from, where is it going. At one point, who said it is doesn't um, uh, it is not it, you cannot be infected through the air but now they are saying no you need to protect your 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 nose because actually uh, this thing is airborne mm. so we can see there's a lot of changes from everyone within the world mm, yeah. but what do i say to to us as africans right we need to rethink um, especially the education system now we need also to look at our, our curriculum is classroom dependent. That is one thing that we need to change going forward. Yeah. The other thing that we need is also to change is um, the way we are concentrating our population in townships. I think uh, 
we have been talking now about 50 people gathering and one uh, or, or social distancing and all those things. I think if you look at people who are in a rural setup, they, 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 they are affected at a very uh, slow, slow rate because they are already socially distanced. Right? So what I would like to urge our government to do now, instead of building RDP houses, give people farms, let them stay in rural areas. Because now we are looking at a situation whereby you are given an RDP house, you are given 350. You cannot take care of yourself. <laughs> so I think going forward, let us rethink from an individual level, from the government level, the politicians level. Everyone in Africa needs to rethink. I think those are my last words. Excellent. Thank you so much, guys, for excellent contributions. And I, I hope... Uh, whoever is the listener listening to this, you have greatly enjoyed and that uh, you will tune in to the next episode of Friday Fun and Frank. Thank you and goodbye.